Yes. With regard to your talk in the afternoon. This today. afternoon, yes, please, yeah. Um, I mean, it really resonated with me. Mm -hmm. uh, but it still doesn't ans didn't answer one question, which All is, right. I think even I do, I mean, I, I thought about it today that maybe I do retreat after retreat. I've yes. done therapy for so many years. Yes. But this hunger for love mm. is probably what is at the core of it. Mm. Mm. And though I do understand what you said about kindness, about being present mm -hmm. with small moments mm -hmm. and being in nature, I do experience that. Yes. But still there is this underlying hunger. Yes. Everything seems to be going towards that. All right. It could be healthy or otherwise, a little bit with the way the way you use it. So is this the hunger towards love? The hunger towards something else or both? What what what's the this strong word, this hunger well to give example mm. from my own life I think first it was from my parents yes to be loved a certain way mm. which probably did not happen mm -hmm. so then it got uh, uh, transposed to my partner yes that also did not work out mm -hmm. and then another person and another person mm and so mm. on and so forth mm -hmm. and then of course I mean I had to stop and ask that obviously I'm running after something that that is much deeper than what yeah. another person can offer you got it nice that's healthy so sometimes with our deep maybe innate interest in love we look for it, either a fulfillment of it through the, in a way, presence of the other, different roles, parents, partner, friends, whoever, or we look through it through um, ourselves. So we say, okay, this world of people places can't fulfill this hunger which I have so then we look inside we come to a retreat like this <laughs> and we say well, it's not outside I know that it's got to be inside me and then we start looking inside could it be looking inside and looking outside both examples of looking in the wrong direction. What's your response? If we keep looking inside, we tap into it for a while, and like a meal, we feel nourished for a little bit, and then it seems to be like getting hungry again. <laughs> So we try a little bit more outside, inside. 
Could it be that we're in a duality of either coming from others or coming from myself or a little bit of both? That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, what? <laughs> a little bit of both would be nice. <laughs> but uh, like you said in the afternoon that we measure it. We measure, oh yeah, I know, we're terrorists. You, you know what the word for measurement is in Sanskrit? Matra. Oh, yeah, the classic. Well, in spiritual Sanskrit, it's Maya. <laughs> it's illusory. The measurement, I need more. That's measurement. I don't have enough. I need more. Is uh, so, so much based on how we are feeling in the moment. So the more unhappy or unpleasant we are, the bigger the measurement. And if we're really happy, enjoying, and bright, etc., hardly any need for any measurement. The measurement is based not on a measurable truth, it tends to be based on the feeling. It has to be. Yeah. Not feeling very good, oh, there's not enough love in me, I need more love, feeling bright, you know, oh, actually, life is okay. Feeling, feeling, feeling is that's why it's a bit illusory. So, still sticking with this uh, difficult question, tendency of mind is to go outward, inward, or both. Is there another way of the exploration of love which doesn't entail the other, doesn't entail one's poor self, uh, and in the exploration of the hunger for love. And it, like yesterday you had said something that pain needs to be held and if you read... Did I? Oh no, <laughs> really? The being needs to be held no, by what? No, like as a perception. Oh, a perception. Oh, as a perception and if the holding becomes loose then yes. you don't need to deal with it. Yeah, so right, oh, that's right. Yeah, go on. Okay, yeah. nice. So I was thinking yesterday that maybe that's what I need to do. Like... Maybe it's a perception right. that I'm hungry for love, mm. and and even this word hunger it mm. has come on its own. And yes, let, so. let me. Uh, how comfortable are you with the God language? God. Yeah. Not very. Not very. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you know this lovely. Um, Iranian poet Rumi. Yeah, Turkish. No, no, he's Iranian. I, no, I, I put. I, I, he died in Turkey. Oh, okay. Mm. So I, I want to put Afghanistan, and my Iranian friends <laughs> emailed me, Christopher. He wasn't. He's really from Persia, oh. Iran, contemporary Iran. There, anyway, not the important uh, thing. So he's, you know, probably the best loved poet in the West, you know, and right, uh, right, rightly so. Uh, so, and I want to hear your, hear your response. person goes to Rumi and says to Rumi, I have this deep longing, in your language, deep hunger. I hunger for God. So, somebody else 
let's say, a hunger for liberation. I hunger for an immeasurable love. Let's say like that, no measurement. I hunger for an immeasurable love. And then the questioner says to Rumi, how do I know that there is God? Or here we might say, how do I know there is liberation? Or in your language, how do I know there is love with a big capital L? Etc. And Ruby said, this is going to be a challenge for you. Rumi says, your longing, your hunger, is the proof of liberation, it's the proof of God, and it's the proof of immeasurable love. What's the response? I mean, because you long for it, it exists. It's a little dualistic in the answer, but you have to go a little bit deeper than that. Because we can long for, and it may not. Plenty of things we long for, and it doesn't, doesn't exist. So the longing is not the proof of its existence. Go a little, have to go a little carefully. We're not sure, but I mean, one has experienced it. It might do, but as we know, we can have lots of wonderful experiences but we're creatures with a wonderful capacity for forgetfulness so we may have an experience of the longing or the hunger bridging the gap and we forget and then the hunger is back then we have a little taste and then we forget So we can't rely on the past experiences because we can forget. We can't say the hunger is, therefore, what we hunger for exists. Need a really fresh way to look at this one. If you meditated on this for 10 years, not a second would be wasted. Because today after your talk, one mm-hmm. thought that came up mm. was that when did I start thinking about it? Ah, nice like, question. When, when, when did you remember? Roughly? Like I remember really long back, I mean maybe I was, what, seven, six, mm. when I knew that I wanted this thing. Is that right? Good but, for you. Nice. But, I mean, obviously it was not articulated no, as... but still, it doesn't have to be articulated. You, you give, I don't want to get into the, the psychologist, not my cup of tea. But, more importantly, why is it, why is it that as a human being, as a, in this case, a, a woman of the earth, one has received some love from one's parents. One has received some love from
from the other. And of course from others as well. And sometimes some lovely love has come out of us. You know, in all sorts of various ways. Why is it that the love which comes, and we can recognize it, the love which comes, we can recognize it. What's the main reason it's not quite fulfilling? Why is that? Why, why, why aren't we fulfilling each other? Put some water in the bucket, and it's got no hole in the bottom, it fills up, fulfilled. Why is it with all the drops of love, sometimes we get bucket loads poured over us? Why is it in this? Isn't fulfilling. Why is it? Maybe because it's not the water that you're looking for. It, it could, it, but it, love is love, so it, it could be at least some drops of it, couldn't it? But what is the love which these teachings and other uh, uh, teachings speak of genuinely finding and realizing a love which is fulfilled? And it's not dependent there or here or both. This immeasurable love, or like I said today, this liberation of the love, which genuinely fulfilled. And but one knows, not here, nor there, nor in between. What's that about? That would be worth hungering for. Having some hunger for, wouldn't it? That's what made me very happy about the talk in the afternoon. Oh, really? Oh, good. I'm glad to make somebody happy. All right, okay, go on. And I'm I'm not talking theoretical or abstract. It's not my scene at all. I'm actually talking about love in its uh, precious and deepest sense. Go on. But what what made you happy with the talk? That somebody else is also equally concerned with it. Oh, good, good. All right, good. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 the whole species should be concerned with it, but at least there's enough of us. All right. Yeah, I've had some I lovely exchanges here, incidentally, on the theme before today. Anyway, carry on. I mean, I have experienced it like. Last year, I went to the Himalayas for Mm. a very long walk, Mm. I mean, for a trek, Mm. and I did feel consumed by it Mm. without having to do anything, Mm. which is contrary to my belief that you have to work very hard. Yes, right. So, I I mean, I try and remember that and think that, that it is possible to be flushed with it. Yes. Without really having to do anything Mm. so obviously if I felt it there it will be elsewhere too right you're getting warmer (laughs) (laughs) so some key things here 
The backdrop to the love is the environment called the Himalayas. The love came, and the words out of the good mouth were, and I didn't have to do anything. Hmm. Let's say the walk in the Himalayas, etc., etc. What's the sense about a love which can emerge in which I don't have to do something? Either the attention of the other, a lot of working on myself. Can you remember what was this love that came out in the Himalayas and I didn't have to do anything? This is precious. I was just being. Being what? Just. I mean. Nothing. Yes. <laughs> All right, okay. What would you know, the, the Himalayas with its uh, power, which has attracted women and men for centuries, you know, the majesty of it all in, the, in those, mount, in those uh, mountains and the potential to be so deeply touched? by the presence of, which is truly important. What way can we be receptive in just the ordinary everyday of existence? We don't live in the Himalayas. We don't have the opportunity. And not everybody in the Himalayas is living a fulfilled life, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> So it's not the Himalayas. If it, if it was the Himalayas, it'd be easy to just send everybody to go and live in the Himalayas and be happy ever after. <laughs> so some, something in the being responds. Say, just being. What's that about? Can that be found? That's truly nourishing and fulfilled. Yeah, but when not there in your daily routine. Mm. So the routine, in a way, is the tends to deaden love, doesn't it? In a routine, it means the repetition of the old. That's a routine. Easily dulls the mind, and love seems rather far away. It's a bit numbing, isn't it, routine? So, could we live a life... I mean, one could say there's a routine here. Get up at 5.30 and zonk out at 10 or whatever. What can safeguard you from living in a routine? Even though it's 5.30 till 10 o'clock at night and it's for seven days or longer? What would bring an end to it being a routine? Therefore, it enlivens something. Routine killing human spirit. It's a terror. Presence. I think you've heard that word a few times up here. Any fresh word, please? <laughs> Thank you.
have to, you know, it's always, you know, I, I'm, I'm just the guy that I've got the easy job. I just ask the questions. <laughs> so we've got to dig deep, not the answers that might please Christopher, because if I get that, oh. so no, 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 deeper, deeper, something original, original mind. I can't think of anything immediately. Nothing? All right. No, no, it, it's fine. But just to... Apologies for interrupting here. Sometimes we can't think of something immediately. We don't therefore just wish to produce a nice thought that might be okay or whatever. So in our state of not knowing, then we have to listen a little bit deeper. And in the listening a little bit uh, deeper, there's some space and opportunity for something quite fresh to spark, which contributes to breaking of the idea of a routine. Some uh, abiding in the not knowing to contribute to the spell of breaking the routine. Everybody in this hall, all of us, have broken a, re- a, re- a routine. And that opens up the space for that which is nourishing, loving. And if the love is a bit quiet, the equanimity that I referred to. Stay steady with it. Nourishment is close at hand. Okay, <laughs> thank you. have a quiet minute and then I'll just give my main short reflection. First inquiry, probably one which in various ways we can uh, all relate to. 
there's been a period of time, in this case, the good man with his uh, travels has been away for 19 months and now in the uh, very latter stages being overseas and there is just one fact currently which has we here any kind of certainty to it the intention is to board the aeroplane on March the 4th that's the fact asked if there are anything else which has some fact to it the response was nothing coming to mind quite often the case a clarity and a wisdom with regard to this is to be true to the situation that means the voice is saying I don't know I do know the flight I don't know how things will be after this period of time of absence I don't know takes a trust in that voice because all the thoughts are perceptions at the moment interpretations speculations may be wrapped up in fears and hopes and rather unreliable So one reminds oneself sincerely and directly, I don't know, because that's the, the truth of the situation. Therefore, let me uh, uh, engage and let me, during the days here, the days after, obviously, to give the richness and the fullness of attention to what we see, hear, smell, taste, and touch. So then, the thought is closer to the fact. As a training, and that steadiness and equanimity will be a very healthy and helpful support for the daily life situation. Manchester is a tiger without teeth. Its impact is dependent, for the most part, on the way one looks at Manchester. That's all. So that we bring our practices, our meditations, our moments, to look as well and as clearly as we can. If knowledge and appreciate these things are not easy we might need the reminders of men and women like ourselves who are committed to exploration, to meditations, to practices, to mindfulness to give that little extra support because the primary question and perhaps as I mentioned to somebody today 
one of the major dualities uh, in these kind of circles is bridging the contrast between the retreat environment and other aspects of daily life between being in India we might say and being in the West being in the monastery and being in cities and towns around here and there are differences the differences are significant there are significant differences between here and elsewhere there but the differences are not worth suffering over the differences are not worth thinking so much that we make some stress and anxiety and agitation for ourselves differences are there but let's be mindful of the gap which the thought produces With the, uh, the uh, exploration, let's call it love, we look at ourselves, and as the person was uh, reporting uh, there, and, the, and, and it's, it's so common, it's the norm, two great wishes of our dear humanity is to feel to feel loved and to feel understood it is so precious and of course times we really do wish and need to reach out to the support of others that reaching out to the support of uh, others in a variety of ways, but in the reaching out, we do want to ensure that that which comes to us the love, the empathy, the kindness we can receive it sometimes in the hardship that we give ourselves. Somebody else, she, he expresses something really appreciative to us, something of gratitude, some recognition of equality, sometimes somebody sees more deeply into us than what we see in ourselves. That is also possible. And the outcome of that, something really lovely is expressed. We need to trust in the sincerity of what the person says when there is love being given to us. If we've got a habit of reactivity against ourselves, as an example, and somebody says something really beautiful, they may say, look, I just sense it with you. I just see it with you, or whatever. That relationship in the connection with the, with the other person is to be heard well because if it isn't and it goes straight to the pattern the thought will arise he doesn't mean it she doesn't mean it if she, he really knew me 
They would never say that. Whoa, whoa. Not only is it a disrespect for oneself as a human being, but it's also a bit disrespectful to the person who's expressing some love and kindness and friendship and we've got our old pattern and we're dismissing it as though it had no value. And the pattern is saying, well, you know, they don't know me, they would never say that. No, no, no. So our openness with love is the capacity to receive, is to watch the reactivity, the doubt. And the same principle applies with our own being as well. There are many things every day which show kindness in the way we treat ourselves, in what we eat and what we do. If we really look at our life, despite all the violence in the world, I mean, there's a lot, as we know, a lot of violence, but pretty well all the time, most of the time, most of us, to the best that we can, we are living rather non-violent lives. We are living as much as we can with some care, not wishing to be violent like shouting and screaming or violence with the, with the body or violence with the, with the thought. Most of us don't live like that. We don't wish to live like that. And if sometimes there is an outburst, which is a kind of violent or aggressive outburst, we don't want to perpetuate it we have a rather deep-rooted appreciation and we live it most of the time of a non-violent way of life. We are pretty caring creatures. That's love. That's an expression of love. Never say this love of the deep, of the being, regularly sees countless expressions of it therefore it is called immeasurable love it cannot be measured just gave you one small example of it and if we can just remember a few of the points and most of what's said here this Waller you know already I just have a simple job. I just remind people what you know already. <laughs> That's my job. And if you just remember all the acts of love, friendship, kindness, empathy, non-violence, non-harming, we'll, we'll say to ourselves, I remember the day when I was hungering for love. And there's bucket loads of it around every day. And it includes the longing. It's also an expression of love. Don't forget, 
right, quiet minute, then we're done. <laughs> to the deep issues of life. May all beings realize the immeasurable nature of the fields of experience. May all beings abide with the wisdom in the face of this awesome event called life. <laughs>